0: It's the football card strategy show. And those of you who are familiar with this channel know what that means. It's a very exciting time. We have Andy Kaysen from football card quest at FF card quest football card quest on YouTube. He is the man, the only man that I trust when it comes to football cards. I'm Paul Hickey with no He's Andy Kaysen. What's up, Andy? How you doing, man?
1: I'm doing great. Yeah, 100% dedicated to football cards, uh, diehard to pretty to pretty extreme level. And so this is like my favorite time of the year, one of my favorite times of the year because uh, we're coming off the NFL draft. And a, while a lot of people are following the, the NBA finals and Major League Baseball, I am I am loading up on all my favorite guys that I feel are undervalued and getting ready for the 2023 season.
0: Yes. So that's what this show is going to be about. It's going to be about it's football card buying season. Who are, who are we buying um, and helping the audience prepare their inventory to make money this upcoming football season. But before we get to that, let's get to a couple housekeeping matters here. First of all, I want to tell everybody about Graybo's card shop in Richmond, Virginia. If you're not familiar with the show, Uh, and you're a new listener, then let me tell you about Graybos. You can go to graybos.co and use the code STRATEGY2023 and get 10% off. And they've got some great stuff. They're in Richmond, Virginia. Check them out in person if you're around the area at all and tell them that Paul Hickey from the Sports Card Strategy Show sent you. And uh, we would love to see you also at the national um, we just got breaking news from Andy Kaysen that he and his co-host Carter, Carter the power on the FF card quest pod. You guys are going to be at the national. Tell me about that. What's your, what's your plan?
1: Well, my, my plan specifically is to obviously create some content, but I, I really want to target these skill position guys. I'm hoping that there are a lot of dealers and other hobbyists there that just undervalue um, a lot of skill position players that I can buy in low on them and potentially you know get a really good cash deal on those guys to flip them in uh, you know, the upcoming season.
0: So Andy's going to be creating content with Carter. They're going to be in, in and around all of the cases and the dollar boxes and the value boxes, I'm sure, doing their thing, which is going to be amazing. But before we get into that and who you're going to be targeting, Andy, and who you are targeting now during football card buying season. Let's talk about the fact that I'm going to need you to stop by booth 3216. If you're not familiar, the Sports Card Strategy Show will be set up at booth 3216. We're going to be creating content and you're going to need you and Carter are both going to need to stop by and record some podcast content with us. So, uh you're going awesome. to need you need to bring your bring your plays by, do a little show and tell in person, Sports Card Strategy Show and Tell in person and uh That'll be fun. So meet up with all the listeners. I'm sure you're. I'm sure you're going to be recognized by your football card quest listeners and, and sports card strategy show listeners. So, all right, we're going to get into it here. Enough enough admin notes. Um, oh my shoes is pumped about Andy being in the house. Evan Bell, good to see you. Uh, Chad Gill in the house. Chad is a resident audience member turned analyst and he's got some good stuff at nooffseason.com that we'll talk about in this show shoes is dropping some names already so we'll get to that we'll get to that shoes um but let's let andy kick us off here so andy football card buying season tell us about how you are stocking up on your inventory and uh and then we'll go from there what do you got going on man
1: so when it when it comes to first and foremost, let's talk about the, the quarterbacks real quick, because a lot of what I've seen over the past few years in terms of uh, quarterback success and quarterback rookie card prices going up uh, at, at the beginning of the season is really closely tied to wins, Paul. So what I'm doing is I'm looking at the first three. Actually, I've got the first four weeks of schedule that I've looked at and I've gone through every matchup and said, Okay, how confident do I feel that this team is going to win? There's some teams that I think that everybody should absolutely avoid. And then from there, I can then say, okay, these teams that I'm iffy on. And then there's teams that I'm very confident on that can start out two and one, three and one, possibly three. And oh, those are the guys that I I first and foremost want to target. And then I basically look and say, okay, how how young are they? How much can they drive like a, a fear of missing out? And then how much draft capital is spent on them. So when you take at like their their age and their draft capital, um, and turn that into a a number, you can actually create like a score. So what I've done is I've you know created more or less a hype index for these players and and then based on their prior, you know, some of the guys like the guys just coming out of the draft are gonna be crazy hyped up, Anthony Richardson, CJ Stroud, and Bryce Young. So I I you know those guys are a different they're in a different situation because of the cards that are available for them and the cards that are coming out over the next month. Uh, but that's, that's where I start for quarterbacks skill position players is a little bit different because even if their team doesn't win in the beginning of the season, they could just go out and flat out ball out and put up these monster performances, big highlights, whether it's running back wide receiver and their prices could go up just based on that, just, just based on that performance alone, just way exceeding what their expectations were coming into the season, because as you know, some of these skill position players can go from like a $5 rookie auto, you know, rookie auto, even serial number in some cases, $10, $15 up to the, you know, respectable $40, 50 range. And and that's, I think a sweet spot for a lot of guys, or you could, you know, make some bigger plays and invest a little bit bigger dollars on some of these quarterbacks, but it's very contingent upon them leading their team to wins.
0: Yeah, I love that overview because my football card strategy is to basically acquire now, and we'll talk about who in a minute. But acquire now, and then and then list in August. And you and Carter were kind of the ones on your show that solidified that strategy for me last year, where um, it just made sense with the NFL hype cycle. Um, so, but as it relates to your hype index, which I'm a huge fan of and can you monetize even more if you get those things right in september like so so in other words like is my strategy safe but maybe there's higher upside if people were to use your hype index hold maybe a few weeks longer until that 3 and 0 start or that 2 and 1 start and 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 if so is there risk involved if that doesn't happen like maybe in your experience break that down for us
1: Yeah, I think in certain situations there is risk involved, right? As you look at Aaron Rodgers going to the Jets, obviously he's gonna have he's got a lot of uh, new fans um, with the Jets. They're one of the largest media markets. I think he's a great example because of his current age, of where he's at. He's on the tail end of his career, but yes, he's a Hall of Famer. But you know, when you look at what his card values have really done, a lot of people still say they're undervalued. But if he doesn't get off to a hard start with the Jets, his prices are definitely going to dip. And he's, his, his whole time with the Jets this year is pretty much Super Bowl or bust. You know, he's got to make a deep run in the playoffs, get to a Super Bowl, if we really want to see those changes in his card value. So he's one guy that you could, you could look at selling before the season starts because they have a very difficult schedule to start the season and with the new team and, and gelling with the, with the new team and everything. It could be a little slow, just like when Tom Brady came to the Bucks. You know, it was slow to start, and his card prices actually dipped because there was a lot of critics and a lot of people saying, nah, this guy's washed. You know, it's not going to work out the new team, only for him to take off and go on to win a Super Bowl. So um, that's, that's definitely something to watch out for because the older a player is and pretty much like, they're, they're going to have to do a lot more. So, like, Geno Smith is another prime example. He's going to have hype coming into the season. So the speculation and the anticipation of how he finished last year and him picking up, and now they add uh, Jackson Smith to Jigba, and the offense got a little bit better. Um, and, and, you know, so there's going to be more hype heading into the season compared to how difficult their schedule is to start off. If he doesn't go 3-0 and – His prices are going to dip. He's going to be very susceptible, just like Rodgers and some of these other guys, to dipping into November. Now, if they make a playoff run, you could hold through that dip, and the prices could appreciate back up. And if they make a deep playoff run, now all of a sudden you're starting to see that demand increase, those prices increase again. But if you want to go ahead and realize profit, I don't blame you, especially if you got multiple cards. Maybe it's not something super rare. You've got people that are are sending you offers and, and it's hard to turn down some good profit.
0: Yeah, we talk about being like as laser focused as possible and as as narrow, like narrowing down your strategy and your focus. So like not spreading yourself too thin. And and I feel like um the examples you gave are great. And I also think about like Patrick Mahomes if a couple years ago like the same thing happened with him where it's like with maybe guys like Brady, Mahomes, and and Rodgers this year, Um, if they don't exceed those expectations, like there's high expectations, and if they don't meet them, um, then their prices are going to drop. And even if they do sort of meet them, a lot of prices are baked in, and so they have to exceed them in order to realize a profit. So I like what you're saying about um, considering those guys with some risk and maybe... Getting rid of guys like Rodgers, Geno Smith, um, earlier, like maybe during the hype cycle in August. Um, and as it relates to narrowing your focus, I'm looking at guys like Burrow, Hertz, and Trevor Lawrence, and I'm buying them in bulk. Like I, I just, I have, I'm continuing to buy those guys and get their cards graded, and we can break that down later in the show. But would a strategy there be to liquidate? a bunch of them during August to kind of offset some risk. But then maybe since if you have so many of them, hold them back because those are three young guys that, um, you know, have a, a hopefully a long career ahead of them with maybe some hype spikes based on performance.
1: Yeah. It's it's kind of like, it's kind of like that with Patrick Mahomes too. It's like you, you, you hold those cards a lot closer to your vest because you look at their lifetime value and these guys are, are just entering their prime you know they're they're entering their prime even burrow he's entered his prime so young and, and herbert and hurts too so it's like man these guys are going to be such a face of of the league for such a long time i'm not really hard pressed to sell them i could take a little bit more of a of a risk and and list my cards maybe a little bit higher or just not feel so compelled to sell it unless I really want to liquidate the card and put some cash back in my pocket because those are the best guys to own. Like mean, you mm. talk about selling cards, those are the most liquid guys. You're not going to really ever have a, a hard time uh, getting out of, of a good Hertz, Burrow, Herbert, Mahomes. Those are my top guys to to own on the hype index heading into this season, but they're also the top guys to own in dynasty fantasy football, where you're stuck with that player until you cut or trade them. So it's kind of like the same thought, like you can, you don't, you you really should not be hard pressed at all. In a lot of cases, you should be holding these guys and only taking a, a very nice premium for your, your good stock in these players.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So there's there's a couple different categories that we're kind of getting at here. You've got your guys that are probably got some stuff built in, and if you're holding them, they would they would have kind of a higher risk factor because of the expectations and don't necessarily project as as long term holds like that. Your Aaron Rodgers, as you and Andy mentioned, Geno Smith as an example, um, and then you've got this other category where you've got Burrow, Herbert, uh, Hertz, Trevor Lawrence. Um, and we'll get i want I want to get to TuA in a second because Chad Gill wrote a great uh article on how to make hundreds of dollars buying TuA cards right now at nooffseason. but um we know okay so for everybody who doesn't know if you go to patreon.com slash football cards that's andy's uh premium content basically and my assumption is that his hype index is in full effect there that he's talking about so you you probably can get all of of this hype index where he's talking and just to clarify what that is this is basically like a list of guys that andy's has a formula for that he's ranked that will that he's saying in all likelihood could go have have the best chance to to have their teams that if you're a, if they're a quarterback have their teams start with a winning record or sort of start hot um uh Like, like, uh, like our boy in Carolina did, uh, who's now out in San Francisco, um, uh, a couple years ago, right? Uh, why can't I think of his name?
1: Sam Darnold.
0: Yeah, Darnold. (laughs) Uh, Sam Darnold. Like, like he started four and zero, and then you know now his cards are worth pennies. So anyway, um, you -hmm. might have some sleepers in there like that in Andy's hype index, but then you've got other guys that are more well known, maybe more likely to do it. But it's based on his analysis of the schedule. Um, his analysis of draft capital and all that stuff. So check out patreon.com slash football cards to get that. But Andy, can you give us a preview? Give the listeners a preview of maybe uh, give us a little taste of who you've got in there uh, so that they can get a feel for maybe some of the other names.
1: Yeah. So, so like I said, yeah, you're, you're right. I've I've got a team score uh, built in there for each, for uh, each player, the age score, the hall of fame score, their dynasty score. And then I aggregate those um, to give them basically a hype index score. And, and what that tells me is like, how how easy it is going to be to move these players how easy it is going to be to sell these players so obviously if you're buying Patrick Mahomes you're paying a premium but he's he's the most liquid player in the NFL right now so you know it's going to be so easy if you wanted to to get out of that card you wanted to sell them you're going to have a lot of people knocking on your door trying to buy it right so it's a very safe it's a very safe very liquid in, in investment even if you are paying a premium so like Basically, what you can do is you can look at the guys on my hype index list and try and find a card that they have in common. Now it's it's challenging, right? With um sometimes you have to do it with the guys in the same draft class. Like if you're looking at Bryce Young, C.J. Stroud, and Anthony Richardson, you've got to look at their Bowman U, uh, you know, autograph with the little first logo in the top right. And you can't do that with Mahomes, Burrow, Hurts, Josh Allen. So in a lot of cases, you do have to compare guys in the same draft class, but. Um, I think Jalen Hurts is a, is a great example. Like Tua, you said, I think um, Tua, Tua is a very interesting. He's, he's just outside. Like if I look at Tua, he is um, on my list as, let's see, Tua is on here as my tw- number 21. 21 out of 56. I'm tracking 56 quarterbacks. He is uh, 21 of 56. I think Tua just comes with a higher risk. I mean, I think the reward is high. I think that the offense is, is super dynamic. The defense should be better, a lot better this year. And, and so this is a real contender of a team. And if Tua does not have health concerns, right? I mean, if he doesn't get another concussion, he's not forced to retire because of, you know, brain injury concerns. Then I think he's got a ton of upside if you compare his prices to Hertz, Burrow and Herbert. In that in that team environment, in that offensive scenario, so yeah, he's a he's a guy that can obviously go out and way exceed expectations um, compared to where he's currently at. I think Daniel Jones is another one. I know we we've talked about him before, but I mean this team is clearly ascending. They may be in a really tough division, but uh, Giants fan base is massive. You know, have Daniel Jones in a contract extensions, so. I mean, Daniel Jones is another guy that I believe is undervalued right now that has a lot of potential for growth. And then I really like um, the start to the season this year for Sam Howell on the Washington Commanders. With as young as he is, with new ownership for the Commanders, they start out against the Cardinals at home. It's like a tee up layup uh, start to the season, easy one and 0 start. And he's a guy that you know has all this new product out too. So you get some new product hype in there. You get the rookie element because he's really getting his NFL debut, uh, and and so he was a massive winner through the draft. The Commanders release Carson Wentz. They don't pick up anybody else. So he's their clear starter going forward. Uh, and and so there's there's a there's definitely a narrative and a pathway for him. Same thing with Desmond Ritter. I I kind of. I mean, with them spending the number eight overall pick on Bijan Robinson, I think uh, the Falcons defense is underrated heading into the season. and I think they could, because they have such a strong run game and a strong defense that they could actually control some of these games and Desmond Ritter may not have to do so much, uh, he he could just be part of like a really good team environment to where they start off two and0, three and O, type of start if you look at their um their starting schedule it's really not that this It's a couple divisional matchups so it's it's interesting but there's a pathway there for him to go out currently ranked number 20th on my hype index to go out and exceed some of these expectations because i'll tell you what man look at trey lance i got trey lance at number 14 and this is all because of him being on the 49ers and him still being so young and having early first round draft capital. If he didn't have that and he wasn't on the 49ers, his dynasty value, his lifetime value, which is based on his uh, prior production and efficiency metrics and what we expect him to do, is has tanked since last year. So the only thing booing Trey, Trey Lance's values right now are the fact that He's, you know, still just what, like 23 years old and he's got early first round draft capital behind him and he's on the 49ers still.
0: Yeah. And didn't the 49ers trade up for him as well? So it's like there's even more draft capital than your typical draft capital invested in him. And 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 I, I know people love Brock Purdy and stuff, but but Jimmy Garoppolo's in Vegas now. And so there's not as much competition for him and Brock Purdy's coming off surgery, so uh, I like that you mentioned Trey Lance. Uh, shout out to Ryan Fitz at Graybo's Card Shop, who I met at Mint Collective. He's one of the owners. He loves Desmond Ritter. That's like he he just decided that Desmond mm-hmm. Ritter was going to be his sleeper pick, and then he was a little worried about that. But uh, Andy Kaysen dropping the Desmond Ritter unprompted should make Ryan Fitz feel really good about his call. Um, that's an interesting one. So. Um, love when I can ask Andy a question and then he just drops the knowledge. Um, so great analysis on the quarterbacks. If there's anyone else, feel free to drop them, Andy, but, um, is it time to move to the skill position players? Because you're one of the people that, um, one of the only people that I trust when it comes to projecting skill position players. And before, so let me, let me preface that with this. I think that with all of these players that you've named and all of these players that you're about to name. I like the idea of buying football cards now and loading up on your inventory, not just because the prices in theory will be lower than they, than they will be in August. Obviously that's a main reason, but also because I think that you need to have the mindset generally, if you're listening to this of listing to sell in August, because The longer that I've done this, the more convinced I've become that by doing that, you actually give yourself two markets. And let me kind of explain what I mean. Like, in the football card market, you're always going to have the people that want to buy people that they think are going to win the Super Bowl or that they think are going to overachieve during the season. I think that's the point. But that's the hardest thing to do. And I think that's what everybody's trying to do, but by, by buying now and listing to sell in August and just having that mindset and just, just saying like, I'm going to list everything in August, maybe, maybe hold back one or two cards of that, you know, in the event that, that you can make the right call, you're actually doubling your market because you're, you're leaving meat on the bone for people. So you're people are going to not be as astute as all of us, and they're going to, Buy a bunch of football cards in August, right? So, a lot of people are going to buy in August thinking that they can predict who's going to do well during the season because that's when all the preseason hype and rankings and training camp and preseason that's when everyone's getting pumped about fantasy football. That's when everyone is placing their bets in Vegas. That's when everyone thinks that they can make the right call. So, if you take advantage of that buying season, you're leaving meat on the bone for people. But if you're just holding throughout the entire season, you're really limiting yourself to the, to the people that will buy when the event happens. But if you can, you can double your market by selling to the people that are buying earlier than the event happening, and then selling to the people who buy when the event happens, that's what I mean by doubling your market. So with all of that said, Is it time to get into some skill position players and how do you, how do you treat skill position players? Do you treat them where you're a little bit more cautious and then you're holding for the event or do you treat them kind of like my overall strategy where you're like, Hey, let's sell during the, during the the football hype spike in August.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I I love that. um, That comment, Paul, because, you're absolutely right. There is there is a person that thinks that every single team is going to go out. You know, there's a person for each team that thinks that they're going to go out and exceed expectations and get off to this hot start and potentially make a playoff run. I mean, there is no team in the NFL that besides maybe the Cardinals, <laughs> that people are are going to be. Um, you know, just thinking that they're gonna they're gonna fail. Let's start of the season. There's fans and collectors and enthusiasts for every single team heading into the season. And when the season starts, everything is thrown up in the air, and then you see where the where the cards fall, and, and everything gets recalibrated. So um, you're one hundred percent right. You you uh, your market is so much bigger heading into the season than it is once the season actually uh, starts and unfolds.
0: Yeah. I'm glad you agree because I feel like sometimes these concepts, I don't articulate them well, but be- because, because you agree with that off the bat, I think, I think um, that's something that I want the audience to really take away. And shoes says other than sports card strategy show, football card quest is where uh, he got his info early on getting back into the hobby. He wants to thank Andy for that. Um, let's say happy Friday to greenie green in the house. He's a loyal audience member. And uh, Rocky Empire Sports Cards, good morning to you as well. So, um, all right, Andy. So, shoes said T Higgins, Geno Smith, Joe Burrow. I don't know Jalen William. I don't know if I'm missing that or if shoes is talking about Jameson Williams from the Lions because that's he's Mm. an interesting name to talk about. Josh Allen and Justin Jefferson, these are all in the different categories that we've talked about. So, let's so, Geno Burrow and Allen are obviously in a category of quarterbacks, but Burrow and Allen are in a different situation than Geno, And maybe you can break that down for, for everybody. And then after you do that, let's talk about, I think all three of these guys, I think, I think he's talking about Jamison Williams. So then you've got the wideouts, Justin Jefferson, T Higgins and Jamison Williams. To me, they're clearly in three different tiers as well, but I'll let you comment on both of those. And then I'll, I'll add my thoughts.
1: Yeah, yeah. The 100 percent in different tiers, you know, oh, Justin sorry, Jefferson. Jalen
0: Waddle. Jalen Waddle. Oh, oh, Jalen Waddle. Okay. Um, yeah, you you could
1: actually argue that Jalen Waddle's a little bit undervalued right now if you look at where he goes on average in um in fantasy drafts. Uh he goes several rounds, like two rounds later than Tyreek Hill. And, you know, there's that whole there's that whole one A, one B. It's kind of the same thing with T. Higgins and Jamar Chase, right? But uh, with Justin Jefferson, I mean, he is the man. I I do think that uh, Jordan Addison, the guy they drafted at the the end of the first round, he's going to be fantastic. He's going to have probably the best rookie wide receiver season out of all the rookie wide receivers. But there is no uh, real compared like Justin Jefferson is hands down the best wide receiver in the league. Um, If you if you combine like how young he is with how high his potential ceiling is, with how good is route running and how good he is at the point of the catch. Um, and he even added to, you know, to the, uh, the impeccable catch, you know, highlight list last year with that crazy catch that he made with two defenders draped on him. And Insane. so he's the perfect example of, of skill position players in some cases being more valuable than quarterbacks. There's no way that Kirk Cousins uh, rookie cards are ever going to be as valuable as Justin Jefferson's, there's just not enough unless he take unless he go, gets to a Super Bowl and wins a Super Bowl that he can get uh, or exceed the same values. Generally speaking, as Justin Jefferson, of course Justin Jefferson's got a lot more rookie cards being from the 2020 class. But if you were to compare like for like and find something that was very similar in scarcity. It, it, there's just no there, Justin Jefferson's going to win. He's going to win that that rookie card value battle every time in both demand and and general resale value. So he's at the he's at the top. He's the cream of the crop. He's the wide receiver one. He's going to be the most liquid in demand uh, wide receiver you've got. I mean, I've got an optic hollow Justin Jefferson, which is not an incredibly rare card, but for Justin Jefferson, it's a good card. It's a card that. I've got listed for close to a hundred dollars, Paul, a hundred dollars for an optic hollow. We're now Jonathan Taylor's optic hollows who was the RB one a couple of years ago, his, his optic hollow, you can, you can get that card for less than 20 bucks. You know, you can get that card for less than 20 bucks. Whereas I get offers on this Justin Jefferson all the time around 50, 60, you know, and I'm just like, I'm not, I'm not hard pressed to sell it because his, his lifetime value is so high. So he is really in a, a tier of his own kind of with Jamar chase but Justin Jefferson's even ahead of Jamar chase.
0: Yeah. I mean, I'll put it to you like this too. I've got, um, I've removed Jalen Waddle from, from our football card rankings just because I want everybody to narrow their focus. So Andy's here to kind of check me on this and talk about some sleeper plays maybe that I don't have. Cause I think with football cards, there's going to be some sleeper plays, but I'm, I'm of the mindset that you go top tier quarterbacks, you buy them right now and Uh, I would say, you know, like these aren't tiered off. Obviously, like if they were, I think it would stop at Mahomes and then it would be kind of everybody else. But got Burrow, Hurts, Trevor, Mahomes, Dak, Tua, Herbert, Fields, Lamar, Josh Allen. Then you've got Justin Jefferson and Jamar Chase. So I think actually like those are the names that I would I would cut off there in terms of like who I would buy in the audience. <laughs> That's just me. Um, I'm not the, I'm not, um, as in-depth as Andy is. That's why he's here. Cause he's going to talk a little about it, a little bit about even like you heard him mention a minute ago, ADP and fantasy drafts, right? Like he uses that to understand who's undervalued and what might be a play in cards, which is, which is amazing. But then we've got, you know, like another tier of now we get into some sleepers where we've got like sleeper quarterbacks Caleb Williams, Geno Smith, Trey Lance, Anthony Richardson, Bryce Young, CJ Stroud. Then we get into more skill position players. Um, I don't have waddle in my rankings at all, just because I don't see waddle as a guy. Like I would put money into it. If I'm going to invest in wide receivers, I'm going to put the waddle money into Justin Jefferson or Jamar chase. I think waddle is too, too much of a guy where he's got too much Tyreek Hill to deal with. Um, and then there's just there's too there's too much downside. Even I know Andy might feel differently, and he might feel differently about T Higgins. But I think T Higgins has the the same problem Jalen Waddle does, and that's why I removed T Higgins from these rankings because I don't want people buying T Higgins. I'd rather have them buy Jamar Chase or Joe Burrow. Like take your T Higgins money right now and put it into Joe Burrow. Now you're in a situation where. I think you're a little bit more solid for the season and for the long term. So there's just too much. There. So that's my answer to Shoes's question. As far as um, you know, I think Josh Allen is also a safe bet. I'm just not as into him. But I but I think if you're if you can find a Josh Allen rookie card that you can make money on in terms of grading it, cracking and resubmitting, or just buying a PSA 10 that's down and then flipping it in August, I think that's probably also a good play. Um, but that's my take. And I know I, I know some of these guys are a little bit more risky than others, right? Like I think Justin Fields, Tua, those guys carry probably a higher risk element than probably Herbert and Allen. But um, I don't know, Andy, that's my take on Shoes' question and everything that we've been talking about so far.
1: Yeah, I, I, I will say that. Um, yeah, I, I, what, I, what I will say is the, so you have guys like, I, I think one thing, one, a couple players that I would sell heading into the season, before the season quarterbacks, Bryce Young, CJ Stroud, Anthony Richardson. If you bought any of their Bowman Chrome U cards, if you're buying them now, sell them before the season starts. Um, you've got a combination of new products coming out for these guys. And when the season starts, pro uniform cards start coming out. Whether it's the um, uh, the Donruss Elite or the Panini uh, Panini Legacy, or you know, they we'll see how the release schedule shakes out. They're getting ready to release the Chronicles draft picks uh, in at, in the middle of June. But I think it's imperative that you sell these cards. And it's not just that these other cards are coming out; it's also just the the research behind rookie quarterbacks. Underwhelming. There's there's just very few and far in between um, rookie quarterbacks going out and actually exceeding expectations. And uh, it's each one of these guys has got an uphill battle. Each one of these guys have a difficult schedule to start the season, uh, and they're they're going to have struggles. They're going to have struggles. They're not going to exceed. This is at least in my opinion and my expectations of what will actually happen is that they're not going to exceed. Uh, expectations compared to what their college uniform cards are selling for now yeah. and heading into the season and and then those prices will will just really drop a lot and then you have pro uniform cards that are out and of course people are gonna pay a premium for stuff that just gets released there's that new product release hype and and uh, it's scarce right it right out of the gate so you've got crazy price on that so those are three guys that I would absolutely sell heading into the season with the intent to say, okay, in November, in, you know, the following May, June. Now I'm going to when their cards are actually out, uh, you know, you have a lot of their sets out. Then you can find those those deals and those variances in the card values and target specific auctions. But, man, I I got to sell those those um, college uniform cards heading into the season.
0: I could not agree with you more. I think specifically Anthony Richardson, Bryce Young, CJ Stroud, um, those would be the three guys that I would definitely offload. Even even taking my concept that I dropped a minute ago even a step further, right? You have to look at guys like Richardson. And I'll throw Young and Stroud in there too, but especially Richardson. And I'll explain why in a second. As a guy that you might need to sell like when the, like, the rookie mini-camp happen you know like like the minute that he's on espn in a colts uniform um in early like you know maybe the rookie minicamp have already have already passed but but like if if they have a early training camp cell of an anthony richardson like when he's because you've said this before i've heard you and carter talk about this on your show there'll be an instagram reel from a practice where Richardson, it'll be like the, cause he's a highlight machine, but he's not, he, but he's going to struggle. Like he just is, there's no way around it. And, and same with the other two, like, and the other two might not be as highlight machine as Richardson, but we all saw him in, in his, his pro day workouts and things like that. Like he's going to have those moments in a practice that means nothing where there's no pads on, and he's going to be in a Colts practice uniform and people are going to freak out. I think that's when you sell Richardson because then again, you're widening your Richardson market. You're giving people who want to buy him to flip him in August. Now you're now you're involving those people. You're leaving some meat on the bone for them. And if you flip him in August, I don't think you're going wrong there either because then I think you're getting all the people who are super hype about the season and what he might be able to do. Now, I think Gardner Minshew could be a potential huge super sleeper um as a as a potential way to make some money in the short term in that same indianapolis colts situation but at the, on the same token i think you have to hedge that with if anthony Richardson does get cuz you remember when mac jones was named the starter in august a couple years ago heading into his rookie season i think he was named the starter in like early august if i'm not mistaken mm-hmm. or early preseason yeah, his overtime, cards, went nuts oh yeah over cam newton his cards went nuts and then they went even more nuts when he actually played well during his rookie season but if you could go back and you could say look that was that was an anomaly like i think mac jones if you take all the rookie quarterbacks high drafted rookie quarterbacks i think the mac jones performance spike when it wasn't even really that great of an on-field performance was such an anomaly that w- when you really need to sell the rookie quarterback is if and when they're named the starter. So if for some reason so I would watch Gardner Minshew, I would almost if you're if you're like Andy and you want to kind of go a little bit deeper into football cards, my advice would be stay narrow on this, but maybe buy some some Gardner Minshew cards and and hedge that with some Anthony Richardson and then you've got a situation where one of them is going to be the starter. So as soon as they name the starter and that person is starting the game or going into that week, sell that person's cards. So if it's Minshew, sell him first. And then when Richardson gets the job, maybe in like week five, six, seven, maybe that's another opportunity to sell your Richardson cards. But that would be the longest I would hold and and then with young well, and stroud i think you're kind of sol there you got like th- they're gonna be the starter right so you got to kind of get rid of them
1: i think anthony richardson's gonna start the season uh, okay. as well though i yeah,
0: okay. yeah it, it just
1: goes back to shane Steichen, and, and you know coming from the eagles uh as their offensive coordinator he is fully prepared to build around a jalen hurt style offense and He's, okay. he's gone on record saying that the best way for a quarterback to build experience in the NFL is through actual game time play. So he is preparing to give Anthony Richardson on the job training. I think that he is going to uh, develop him and he's going to build a rushing game around him and he's going to start week one out of the gate. Be- and the only reason why I say this is because of the new coaching regime and Shane Steichen, they, 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 he's fully confident and feels very good about building a rushing attack first around Anthony Richardson, and and uh, like having that as his starting base, and then sprinkling in pass plays from there. So that's why I think AR is going to start the season uh, for the Colts. I I do nice. expect that do expect that to happen. So you're, to your point, when that is officially announced, like heading Get into ridden. preseason, man, his cards values are going to go up even more um if if you look at them now I mean they're a premium but I do think they they'll probably go up even more when that's officially announced because there is some ambiguity there but I think I think a lot of people anticipate him at least starting by you know a few weeks in but I think he'll start I think there's a really good possibility he starts the season
0: okay so here's the thing guys like We talk, Kendall and I talk about like, and Chad, we've talked about the concept of just making money off of one play. And I've never been more adamant about this than I am right now. Like, based on what Andy just said, my mind goes to, if you want to make money in football cards, one thing you could do, and this could be the only thing, is you could buy Anthony Richardson's Bowman Chrome U autos. Now, they're not cheap, but you could buy them now and then hold say 5 or 6 of them until he when he is officially announced the starter sell them all right then and to me that you you should profit from a move like that especially if you're and doing it now gives you the opportunity also to get him graded at PSA so it's a little bit risky but i think if you go deep into that that's that's actually a pretty a pretty darn good play so anyway um andy let's get to one more skill position player because Greeny Green's asking about Damian Pierce. And then we've got some questions in the chat about individual defensive players. I use that term from fantasy football, but defensive players. So Damian Pierce, Greeny Green says, what do you think? Yeah,
1: you know, a Damian Pierce is going to be purely a... Um... A performance-based play. I, I'm, I'm, if I'm making a play on Damian Pierce, I'm expecting him to go out and exceed expectations in, in a performance-based situation. So, you know, currently, uh, he's he's going about you know running back fifteen to twenty. Yeah, he does have potential to be a top ten running back. I'm not sure that's actually gonna happen it'll be interesting to see what type of offense you know under the new D'Amico Ryan um, regime how that how that rolls out but obviously he's their RB1 Uh, I I don't anticipate him getting the same type of workload that he did last year with them adding Devin Singletary to the to the backfield so um, I'm looking at Damian Pierce as a solid like mid-tier RB um if I'm buying him to try and flip at the beginning of the season, to be honest with you, I think it's got to be it's got to have a lot of personal collection value to me. I, I don't see him because of how he started his rookie season. He's going to have to kind of kind of show that same flash, that that same level of brilliance. And the um, the Texans just with with new coaching, rookie quarterback, it's going to be it's going to be tough, man. I, I just don't. You know they get the Ravens in Week One. They go to the Ravens, and then they have the Colts in Week Two at home, and then they go to the Jaguars. So I'm looking at them at like a one and two start at best, and I just don't think that Damian Pierce is going to get more than a fifty to sixty percent top, you know, type of of carry share in that offense, right. and he's going to be splitting receiving work. I just don't see that that pathway to elite upside um, with the current. With the current running back market the way it looks so and then and then of course you've got a struggling Texans team to to uh, put together a um, you know winning record and and trying to make the playoffs in the AFC South where the Jags are probably going to dominate that division Um, I just don't I don't see it I don't see it happening for the uh, for Damian Pierce or or really the Texans at all this year so I think there's got to be a lot of personal collection value because I think that Damian Pierce values in November are going to be fantastic, and you'll be be able to buy.
0: Yeah, there you go. So don't forget that November and even December is like a really great pocket of buying football cards. So as you're putting together your your six to eight month football card strategy right now in May. Um. Don't forget what Andy just said. Where there there is a pocket to buy uh, again, buy back in. So if you're like if you're selling in August, that doesn't mean that you're out of football cards for the season. I and mean, you could definitely buy back in with some of your profits in uh, November and December. But yeah, like Damian Pierce to me, that's forcing the formula. Like that's that's a stretch. And I like that Greeny Green asked it because you know we're looking for super sleepers. I think there's some of them out there. Um, Andy shot down my Gardner Minchu, which is totally cool. I'm, I'm glad I, I'm glad he did because we need to weed out guys. Uh, I think weeding out guys is just as important as targeting guys. And so weeding out a guy like Damian Pierce, I think is key because the formula is, you know, picking a guy that obviously a, a good deal on a great card. So that could come at a card show that could, you know, we don't want to rule out like that kind of strategy as well. Um, but So I'm thinking if I like it would have to be at a card show, and then I'm putting myself in a position where if somebody if I'm gonna make a deal at a card show for multiple cards to try to get the price down, and Damian Pierce is one of them, I'm thinking that's the only way I would do it. But then I'm looking at the cards, going, this is a RBBC, right? Like to use another fantasy football term, this is a running back by committee now with Singletary there. So now I'm putting that card back, like I don't even want it. And I, of course, everybody knows with me, there is no personal collection value. So I'm putting them back. It's an
1: uphill battle. Like right now, Damian Pierce is my running back 41 Um, out of out of I'm tracking eight. I'm actually tracking 89 running backs. But I mean, the thing is, he doesn't have elite draft capital behind him. Uh, You know, yeah, he's super young, but. Uh, and he does have some explosiveness, but I mean, just, it's just a, such an uphill battle in that team environment. And it is going to be a, there is going to be a timeshare there be, with him and, um, and Singletary. And you got a team that's clearly going to be behind a lot in games with a rookie quarterback and new coaching. It's just, it's just such an uphill battle. Um, I could. You know, so yeah, there's got like I'm not gonna say no to a five dollar rookie ticket auto like you're saying at a card show. Like, yeah, okay, I got one or two, but I'm not I'm not gonna go out and spend a couple hundred dollars on Damian Pierce and put a lot of eggs in that basket. Yeah, in that like this is my this is my big play this year. I just don't see the uh the pathway for a huge upside.
0: Yeah, that's a great point. And if you look at, I think anytime you're thinking about buying a running back, this will be kind of like. One of my parting shots on skill position players is if you're thinking about buying a running back, you have to go back and look at Jonathan Taylor. And what I mean by that is look at what his prices were before he had the monster, was it 2021 season, I believe. His 2021 season is when he crushed every category and was like the number one fantasy player. And the num, you know, his card value went up a ton but look at what it went up from and to like it wasn't so like that would be Damian pierce's complete maximum like lottery ticket return on any on really on any running back and it it's not that much like you would have had to buy to get rich on jonathan taylor you would have had to buy in bulk huge and you would have had to have had multiple psa 10s now granted his value went up a lot, but it wasn't like how a court. It wasn't like how a Jalen Hurts could go up, or how you know, um a, a quarterback basically. So, or, or even a Justin Jefferson or Jamar Chase. So, I think you have to be very careful with running backs. And to Andy's point, they do have to have PC value, to you.
1: Yeah, I mean Jonathan Taylor. Yeah, his value's like in a percentage format they went up 200 300 percent from 2020 to 2021 but you know they have come all the way back down now you could get the rookie ticket auto now for 50 dollars when at peak that was 150 200 card yeah you know after the 2021 season uh, he was the rb1 heading into last year the only person that's really been able to maintain that and is and has gone up since then is christian mccaffrey and there's a lot more scarcity baked into Christian McCaffrey's values because 2017 product is an iconic year, thanks to Patrick Mahomes and uh, Christian McCaffrey and guys like Cooper Cup, uh, that there's a lot more scarcity. So, you know, his rookie ticket auto has maintained that like $150 price point. Uh, and, and the scarcity has, has definitely helped. And now the 49ers have are, are, have helped him a lot as well so yeah i mean those are those are really important factors to consider you know and, and damian pierce just doesn't have the anywhere near the athletic profile that guys like you know jonathan taylor or saquon barkley you know or um Chris mccaffrey, McCaffrey have yeah. you know and exactly. and those guys are all first round uh draft picks or early second round that's damian the pierce they're the cool. formula they're
0: yeah. the that, that's right they're the formula for running backs i think and even then even then it's tough, right? So good point. All right. Sorry. One more thing on skill position. Look, the stuff's coming in from the audience. So we got to take it. I love this card banker 20. And I want to make a point on this card banker 20 is a new name in the chat. So welcome to the football card strategy show. We love having you here. He says, if you have to buy a Texan, if you have to buy a Texan, uh, go to one of the wide receivers, like Andy says, they will be behind a lot and one of those wide receivers may rack up some yards. So let me throw out a name. And Andy, Andy probably knows where I'm going with this. But there's a guy, an uh, audience member, who's contributed some content to knowoffseason.com. His name is Ryan Painter. He's a great guy. Ryan, if you're listening, shout out. Ryan is high on a guy who I put on my injured reserve on my Dynasty team last year in hopes that he would he would get healthy, mainly for his life situation, but also potentially for his football situation. Now Andy knows who I'm talking about, and that is John Mechie, who also has the Alabama fan base behind him. So to me, there's a deep sleeper formula in a guy like John Mechie based on CardBanker20, and uh, I know that my guy Ryan Painter is all over the, the, the John Mechie play. He's actually working on, a, on an article for NoOffSeason.com on John Mechie probably as we speak. So Andy, what do you think of that call?
1: I love it because John Mechie is essentially entering into his rookie seasons. Got a great storyline early second round draft capital there. Uh, They did add Robert Woods to the depth chart, but he's an old dusty guy that just had a terrible season last year with uh, the Titans before, you know, leaving the Rams and and getting injured with them and stuff. So he's got the tail end of his career. Nico Collins is another name to definitely look at there, but Nico now heading into his third year um, and Nico it it just doesn't he's not gonna have the same hype as John Mechie had. John Mechie is gonna be more of a volume receiver, running a lot of routes out of the slot. I mean, this guy did go to Alabama and you talk about the the target competition that he had in Alabama, uh playing with, with guys like uh guys like Waddle and Devonta, Devonta Smith, Smith, you know, and Jameson Williams and stuff. So I mean, this guy with early second round draft capital, very um very exciting, and I think he's got a great storyline entering a rookie season. So there's a lot of his age score is his age score is pretty solid. So I look at him overall as a guy that's going really late in fantasy drafts. You can also pick up his rookie cards for very cheap, and he's a guy that just by sheer volume could end up, you know, as a top 20 wide receiver. Um, C.J. Stroud's a very accurate passer, so John Metchie's going to get a lot of work in uh, a lot of different uh, wide receiver formations and a lot of uh, routes out of the slot. So that's going to lead to a lot of volume, and I could definitely see him him popping at some point.
0: We'll talk more about John Mechie at com and his story and why we think he's a good buy and all that stuff. We'll break down his cards. Um, a couple questions came in on defense. Uh, so Rocky Empire, I think, was the one who asked, yeah, just curious... What if anything would it take on the field for a defensive player to get hobby hype? I think maybe he's qualifying the whole Damar Hamlin thing there with on the field. Um, mm-hmm. And so, uh, oh my shoes says, how do you feel about Sauce Gardner? So, is it Sauce Gardner? Is it Michael Parsons? Are there people that we're missing? What What does it take to uh, for an, for an individual defensive player to sort of get some hobby love and and maybe yield some return on investment? Who, who, who what do you think about that, Andy?
1: Yeah, well, that's that's it, man. It's either the 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 biggest um, the biggest ones are sauce and Micah and it, their posi- their positions. I think it's either defensive backs or it's edge rushers. Uh, people love interceptions and sacks. And you've got a guy as versatile as Micah. And whenever analysts start comparing him to all time great edge rushers, that's when prices start getting through the roof. You also have to take into consideration he plays for the Cowboys. Sauce plays for the Jets. These are massive market teams that also have uh, historically great players in that same position, Hall of Famers. So, you know, people can they, – they feel kind of nostalgic when they buy a Sauce Gardner. It reminds them of uh, Darrell Revis, you know. So it's um, – those those are the guys. Like the even T.J. Watt on the, uh, on the Steelers, you've got Joey Porter – junior entering the, the Steelers <laughs> yeah, that's uh, cool. secondary this year. And his dad played for the Steelers and the Steelers fan base is rabbits. So expect him uh, remember that name because he's a guy that is absolutely going to see some hype and there's going to be people paying some serious money for his, his cards uh, coming down the stretch here, especially as a rookie. So, you know, once again, that age, that age score, we're talking first round defensive players making a big impact on a big team. Uh, So that's how those defensive players get up, and I've seen Sauce Gardner's values all day long. Are generally speaking, are the same as as uh, the top offensive players. From they're not quite as high as like Garrett Wilson, who got offensive rookie of the year. But if you look at Sauce Gardner and Aiden Hutchinson and compare them to like Chris Olave and Drake London, I mean, he's gonna be. They're gonna be higher than Drake London. They're gonna be right there with like a guy like Chris Olave. Uh, from last year's first round draft class. They're going to be higher than Jahan Dotson, Traylon Burks. So they're going to be higher than all those other guys. Those were all first round draft picks from last year. Uh, And it's because of how well they executed and the storyline and the team that they've landed on and everything.
0: I'll say this. You just made me think of something. I think it's a great conversation, you it's so easy to spread yourself so thin with all the skill position players to try to be correct, you know, to try to make the right call. It's hard to pick the wide receiver. It's hard to pick the running back. It's even hard to pick the quarterback. You got to be really careful with, with, uh, you know, being very, very selective. I think on defense though, if you were to only buy sauce or only buy Micah or only just limit yourself to those two guys, you probably could increase your chances of flipping for profit just because if you think about who's on ESPN, who's being talked about every week, every week it's going to be on the defensive side of the ball, fewer names than on the offensive side of the ball. And so it just kind of equates to more attention, more hype. Um, And to hear you say sauce Gardner's prices is on par with all those offensive players from the same draft class. That just kind of proves the point. So it's almost like, you know, thank you for everybody in the chat. Thank you to the audience for bringing up sauce and defense, because I think you could go make money on only buying sauce right now. That's another, but, but I'm saying, don't, don't spread yourself too thin on defense. Don't get cute and be like, who's the, like, I love that Andy's dropping the other names, but like, don't get super cute because the more deep, the deeper that you go, you just have to say like, there's less people that are interested in that player. Because if you're going so deep, you're you're limiting your market by going deep and 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 having like such a sleeper call but if you just pick a guy like sauce and go all in on him i think you're increasing your chances of making some profit um with a guy like that who's going to be talked about every single week and i mean look it's almost it's it's like the aaron Rodgers effect as much as i hate aaron Rodgers, there's the aaron Rodgers effect in new york right now so that's another reason to maybe go in on sauce um but uh I want to talk real quick about off season uh, names to watch we're we uh, I wrote an article at sportscardinvestor.com so I'm not going to go through this whole thing but essentially there's there's top guys Burrow, Hurts, Lawrence and I had to throw Aaron Rodgers in there just because I hate him, but I had to throw him in there. Um, Names to watch. We've, we've mentioned some of these guys. I'm going to kind of skip over these guys too, because I don't necessarily think you should be buying them, but, but they're relevant to talk about in that they move teams uh, and or locked in long-term contracts in terms of Garoppolo Carr, Smith, Jones, uh, Lamar Jackson. I think some deeper sleepers would be, uh, and I'm curious to Andy's take on this because we're going to hit home a little bit, but the Tampa Bay quarterback situation with Baker and Kyle Trask. What are you? How is that going to shake out? Is there a football card sleeper between those two guys? and which direction would you be going? In? Are you fading the entire thing, or are you? Are yeah. you? Like, what What do you think here?
1: <laughs> yeah, I'm fading the entire thing. Uh, you know, it's it's going to be tough. The Bucks go to the Vikings in Week One, to, in Minnesota. It's that's that's pretty much a loss. And then we get the Bear. We host the Bears in Week Two. And I think you could probably pencil the bears in there for a narrow victory. Um, and then in week, and then in week three, we host the Eagles. Not going to be a pretty start to the season. I'm looking at a one and two start at best. I think a Baker Mayfield is going to start and we don't know what kind of football we're going to get at Baker Mayfield. Is he going to resurrect his career? I'm not a fan of head coach Todd Bowles. Now, I, I did look at our, our new offensive coordinator um, and I'm a little bit – I'm a little bit – I guess I'm a little bit higher on Dave Canales than, than uh, Byron Leftwich.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So, um, yeah, I'm, I think it's interesting. Dave Canales comes from Seattle, and, you know, he's credited with assisting Geno Smith in a career resurrection. So there's, I guess, a narrow thread you can draw between – how much did he really assist Geno Smith last year in a career resurrection? How much can he actually infuse of that into Baker Mayfield in a career resurrection? I'm more bullish on investing in. Um, I like Rashad White. I think Rashad White's going to get a big workload there. And I think a lot of people may be down on him a little bit after the rookie season. Uh, but he did take over the backfield from Leonard Fournette. And I do think that he could take a big step in his second year. I just – I got a couple Kyle Trask cards. I just don't think he's going to start the season with – they may transition to him. But, you know, Todd Bowles is on the hot seat. I think this is his final year as a head coach. He's a defensive-minded head coach. Yeah. I mean, his whole focus is on dialing up blitz packages and being super aggressive on defense. And he's not a big motivator. He's not a guy to get people fired up in the locker room. Uh, Dave Canales coming in is pretty much going to run this offense. So – I think uh, you saw Seattle's offense last year was very balanced. It wasn't nearly as run heavy as we thought, but uh, I think Baker just, he still goes out on the field and he does his own thing. A lot of times he's very much a guy that likes to be a hero out there and make these crazy plays. So um, I'd be really sad if we traded Mike Evans. That's obviously a possibility. And uh, yeah, I just, I, I, my expectations are very low for the bucks and I can't get behind, um, and buying any Baker Mayfield cards right now. And I think they are going to go down by November.
0: Okay. So I talk a lot about building your sports card investment portfolio. And what I mean by that is I want you to have maximum five or six players at any given time that you're looking to, to move like to acquire and move out of. Um, now that can change based on like, if you're a guy like Chad Gill, you know, you've got, 50 or 60, but you're managing that in a way where you, you know, when you're buying whom and when you're, when you're going to sell them. And so you're able to kind of scale up to that number. So you're, you're focused on your strategy and executing your strategy. But if you're sort of just getting started or you're like, to me, I'm only in like year three and I still consider myself just getting started. Like if I'm into year three, but I feel like I'm still, just getting started in terms of like true management of my sports card uh, flipping portfolio. And so that's why I say five or six guys. So when I look at football for me, I I have Joe Burrow, Jalen Hurts, Trevor Lawrence, Caleb Williams. And the reason I think it's obvious why I have the first three, the reason why I have Williams is because I feel like now he's a little bit of a longer term hold but he's a 2024 guy like i'm trying to be uh, like i like my my burrow Hertz, and lawrence are to flip in august my williams is to hold until for for a whole nother year and then and then flip him hopefully during like the crescendo of his like number one overall draft pickness right but then you've got uh you've got a, a a gap in the portfolio. And the gap is a deep sleeper. So Andy, help help pick me a deep sleeper. Now, I want to go super deep because this is really fun. I want to be holding the guy's card when he comes out of nowhere and he either either has a, a breakout week or he gets named the starter on a team that's going to be in contention or or overachieving. So tell me if I'm going way too deep here, but I'm looking at Three names at the end of my article. One is Jamison Williams because he got suspended for the first six games of the season for betting on sports. Which uh, I'm sorry, but that's kind of hilarious. Like, how can that not happen? Isn't everyone betting on sports on apps right now? Like, I know that the NFL guys shouldn't be doing this, but to me, that's kind of funny. So uh, he's he fits the formula in that he's in this up and coming Detroit Lions team. He has not done anything yet but he has all the talent and he's in a situation where like, if he were starting the season, I think we'd be talking about this guy a lot, but because he's not, we're not talking about him. And because we're not talking about him, his prices should be lower, but he's still the same guy. And he's coming back after six games. The other two guys are Taylor Heineke and Mike white. Now what ha- has to happen there is an injury. Now Mike white has Tua in front of him. So now we're all going, ah, there could be an injury there. Um, Mike White's done it before and he's on a very talented Dolphins team that could compete. So that one makes sense to me. The third one doesn't make as much sense because it's Taylor Heineke and it's the Falcons, but maybe I'm thinking this could be a penny stock. Am I, am I crazy in mentioning these three names? Um, I think you've probably mentioned some Um, better names than I have, but what do you think about these three guys?
1: Yeah. I mean, I I'm, I'm out on, on Heineke, just because of uh, the run heavy offense with the Falcons and we've seen enough of him. I don't think he's going to drive any type of FOMO or fear of missing out. We've yeah. seen him, you know, I think that window is coming past uh, whenever he got that, that spot start for the commanders in the playoffs against the Bucks, That was his, that was his peak. That was his peak. And then there was a couple games last year where, you know, he led them to a couple wins. Uh, in, including the Eagles there on Monday Night Football. So that was kind of like another little peak for him. But, yeah, I just don't see him driving enough uh, at his at his now age. And the, the draft capital spent on him. I mean, he's a late-round guy. Uh, yeah, so I'm out on him because I also think that the Falcons, they're, you know, they're, the winner of the NFC South is probably going to have close to a 500 record. Let's put it that way. But I think that's probably going to end up being the Saints uh and the falcons are going to be a close like second you know uh but it's just man it's going to be tough for them to get enough hype with how good the rest of the afc teams are how good the nfc east is uh so yeah i just yeah i'm, I'm kind of out on him now the one guy i will say that i'm that i'm big on is Jamison williams you know the first six game suspension but this is a guy that's going to be one of the fastest guy in the nfl great at the point of catch I mean, he, this guy could be a star in the NFL. So, And he's got a perfect role in the Lions offense where Jared Goff, give him time behind an elite offensive line, is going to be aggressive. They get into a lot of shootouts because their defense uh, is not the best. So we'll see how, improve, how, how much their defense improves this year. And they're absolutely a team that's going to contend. They're probably going to win the NFC North, probably going to be making a pretty solid playoff run this year. So – Let's see, and Jamison Williams can be a big part of that. Big part of that, and he is a a, a complementary role. He's a guy that they don't have in Amon Ross, St. Brown, right, um, or Jameer Gibbs, or Sam Laporte or these other guys on the roster. They there's no more DJ Chark. There. Yeah, DJ Chark's um, gone. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, DJ Chark's gone. So it's like it's really it's it's Jamison Williams' um, hit outside role to take. To go and make those big bomb like randy yeah. moss type plays like go you he's know he's a deshaun jackson
0: for, type guy right like, yeah
1: like three for 89 and three touchdowns you know kind of kind of highlight reel and people are going to go nuts for him because he is so young it's pretty much like his rookie debut with him missing most of the season last year now suspended for six games yeah. to, due to gambling on <laughs> college football
0: yeah so Jamison Williams to me is like slightly edging out John Mechie only because like Mechie's on the Texans. And like, I I, I think that there's the winning is definitely part of this formula. Like I think that Met, I, I, while I love them, like Mechie's price would have to be significantly low. Like Williams, uh rookie ticket auto that I showed a picture of a second ago, like that's going for around $50. And I feel like that's the right idea buying a few of those, um, hoping that they get up to like hopefully they can double or something like that if if Williams were to actually do what we think he can do. But Mechie, I feel like, would have to be more like ten or fifteen dollars on his rookie ticket auto for me to buy into that. I don't know if I'm anywhere near accurate on what Mechie's prices are going for, but um Anyway, thanks for uh, for helping me pick a super sleeper there. I appreciate it. You gotta weed people out, so you gotta say, "Look, you're crazy on Heineke. I'd fade Mike White. I'd fade Trask and Mayfield. Like you gotta, you gotta, because people are thinking about all of these players. So I think it's just as helpful to say, yeah, no out of all those really guys, that guy.
1: I, out of all those guys, Paul, I'd say Mike White, uh, just because of what okay. how his flashed with the Jets and how good the Dolphins team now is and how good the weapons are, that's going to really propel Mike White to level because we know the it's going to be a a passing attack and they're, and they're going to, you know, spread that offense horizontally to wear the defense out. And you have some of the best skill position players in the league. They now add Devin A-Chain here. I see card banker mentioning Devin Uh, A-Chain incredible third round draft pick from the Miami dolphins there. This guy's a, is a guy that runs sub four, four speed, incredibly fast electric. So, uh, he's a guy that Mike McDaniels beat his beat the table for to get, this was a Mike McDaniels pick. So this is, um, this is exciting for the Dolphins. If anything happens to Tua, fragility, brain injuries, it's going to be Mike White stepping in. He's a guy that I think could unlike, unlike Heineke with the Dolphins, it's, it's, it's a different situation. It's a different animal. It's a different division. Uh, It's a different offensive attack. You know, there's a different dynamic there and it's
0: you've done it before in that division. He has a Cowboys rookie card, which doesn't hurt him. Right. I mean, it's, we're kind of talking ourselves into Mike white here. It depends. It's going to depend on the pricing that you can get Mike white for. But, and, and and I think there's an element of scarcity to Mike white. So it might not be super easy to find just because of his, you know, he was a late, late pick, all that stuff. But, he is interesting because the odds of him starting a game this year are super high, at least one game, super high, and that's when you would sell him, right?
1: Yeah, yeah, and that's when you'd sell him. I'd say from like quarterback perspective, starting quarterbacks perspective, there's, there's a couple of plays I want to mention real quick before we get out of here. One of them is Trevor Lawrence, but it's not what you'd think because Trevor Lawrence's rare cards, his autograph cards, are at a super premium, right? He's got a lot of hype. He's in my top ten. Uh, probably even in my top five but um if you go and look at the gem rate of his base donors the gem rate so the the rate of which raw cards convert into a psa 10 on his optics and his prism is are below 30 percent it's very bad it's very hard to get
0: below 15 percent i just looked at that the other day it's really really yeah it's
1: it's crazy low it's crazy low and i know new numbers are coming back all the time so below 15% and it's insane. But if you go and look at the PSA 10 rate of his base Donruss rated rookie converting from a raw to a PSA 10, it's above 50%. It's the highest of of all. And you can buy that card routinely in auction, in buy it now because people think it's so common for $10, for $10. And then, but the PSA 10 is selling for close to a hundred. So there's a big difference there. And now with the current grading fees, you could also look at, the, the base Donruss portrait, rated rookies in a Clemson jersey, but it's got the Jaguars logo. It's got the rated rookie logo. That's got a very high gem rate as well. It's a, it's a play to get those cards uh, raw for around $10, get them graded for 19 through PSA, their bulk submission, and and get those back, and now all of a sudden you make a, a double up. So that's that, that would be my play on Trevor Lawrence. The other one is actually Kenny Pickett and this is because of the this, the starting schedule um, to the season. Now, there's a little bit of a premium on Kenny Pickett, but I just shopped his values last night, and I feel that they're very favorable right now. I don't know how they're going to change coming into the season, but there's a lot of hype on the guys from 2020, 2021, and then some of the other guys from 2022 and, and uh, the rookies this year that Pickett is actually, I think, falling – um, a little bit undervalued right now. And I'd like their opening schedule. They play the 49ers with, we don't know who yet at quarterback, but they play at home. We know the Steelers play very well at home. You got have a healthy TJ Watt. You have an improved Steelers defense. And now Kenny Pickett entering a second year with improved offensive line, uh, still great weapons and the whole nine yards. So I love, and the Steelers go crazy for, you know, players. So if they get off to a hot start, At home, week one against the 49ers, I could see them winning that game. And then in week two, they play at home again against the Browns. Another game that I think is close, but I could see them winning this game. Another game at home against the Browns, especially if Deshaun Watson's still rusty, right? Um, And then week three, they go to the Raiders, Las Vegas. They go to Las Vegas week three, which I think may even be a a late afternoon or a primetime game. And they win and all of a sudden the Steelers are three and oh. Can he pick its values? I mean, they could absolutely go up to what we see for some of the some of the elite, uh, some of the elite guys. So I think that's an interesting play. And he's not in the he's not in the top 10 list. He's he's kind of just outside that, but I think that there's some interesting upside buying in right now and um and uh, hoping that he can get off to that three and zero start.
0: I love that. I love that. It's super tempting to go in all of these different directions, and I think, you know, even though what I said earlier about you needing to stay focused on like five or six guys in your portfolio and know why they're there, know why you're buying them, when you're buying them, and know why you're selling them when you're selling them, I do think that there's a little bit of room for calling some audibles, right? Like Kenny Pickett. If you see a deal on a Kenny Pickett card, now you have a reason based on what Andy just said to go ahead and pick that card up because as long as you know why you're getting it and when you're going to sell it. I still think it's part of a good football card strategy. So, and I love 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 what you said about the Trevor Lawrence cards. I funny enough had had done like the exact same research that you did and I can I can echo everything you said there. I love that call. And a year ago at the National I bought a bunch of, tre- a bunch of those based on Russ, Trevor Lawrence in dollar boxes. And I got a bunch of them for free almost because they were, s- they clearly were PSA tens. Like you could just tell, and and they were raw, but like, I could just tell they were PSA tens. And th- so the, to, to know the gem rate on that card is over 50% does not surprise me. Uh, I still, you can make those plays all day, especially with the grading fee now being $19 a card. Um, Card Banker Twenty uh, brought it strong today, as did Rocky Empire Shoes, uh, Chad um, Greeny Green. Thanks to everybody who contributed in the audience. Uh, he says, as a reference point, he picked up Nico Collins' rookie ticket out of ninety-nine for eleven dollars. So those kinds of plays, we didn't spend too many, too much time in today's show talking about those kinds of plays. But maybe we'll come back, uh, come back in a few weeks and talk maybe more about like some, you know, picking up. Picking up the uh, the sleeper guys for super cheap on a big card because that, that's a whole other strategy. So thanks for sharing that. Um, if you want more Andy, there's a bunch of different ways to get it, but I would highly recommend you go to patreon.com slash football cards because that's where the football card quest is basically offering all of the membership levels. And you love Andy, you want to get more Andy, I would do it there because you're going to get the most access you could possibly get to the man. And he's going to help you make money flipping football cards and have fun. He's going to help like engaging more with Andy is going to help you win your fantasy football leagues. Have fun collecting cool football cards and make money flipping football cards, which is, you know, that's all anyone could ever ask for. It's the most fun I ever have talking to Andy. So thanks for being on the show today, man. Anything else you want to add?
1: no i i appreciate you paul um i appreciate you paul i had a lot of fun yeah there's a lot more skill position depth that we could dive into uh we'll we have to get like 20, we could
0: do, do like a 24 hour uh football card strategy show a-thon for sure um and and like still not get to it all because i know i know your level of passion for for nfl and uh, all things football so appreciate you being on the show uh really appreciate your time everybody check out andy uh at Football Card Quest, and um, don't forget go to nooffseason.com and get a free 30-day trial because we're doing a lot of cool stuff there to help you make money flipping cards. And uh, everybody, thanks so much for watching and listening. I'm Paul Hickey with nooffseason.com for Andy Kaysen at Football Card Quest. Have a great day.